0: myself I am free Thank God I am free I am free.
1: This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones.
2: All right, people. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. I hope and pray that you are well. This is a day that God has made. I am rejoicing. I am glad in this day, and I pray the same for you um, as as usual. In my opinion, uh, we always have some good um, topics, some good things, uh, you know, to share and to discuss. Give me just a moment. I am signing into my chat because I didn't think about that, so that I can hear from the station, um, just in case we have some problems and he needs to communicate with me. So, let's see. I think I got that done. All right. Yeah, I got that done. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up where we left off uh, with our last live broadcast. i um, I'm hearing some feedback and an echo. I hope that that, uh, you all are not hearing that. Um, uh, Let me know, Roy, if you are, because I don't know what I should or should not do. Okay? All right. So, yes, I'm going to pick up where I left off at um, from our last live show. We were talking about spiritual abuse. That was back on May 24th. Can you believe that people that there is such a thing as spiritual abuse? We've spent a lot of time talking about other types of abuses on this program um sexual abuse um, just trauma from from other situations in life, you know racism can be a traumatic issue, various aspects of sexual abuse, of course, there's emotional, other physical abuse, like, you know, just being a battered wife, battered wife syndrome, Um, just, you know, we've covered different types of abuse, and I found myself in a situation last, uh, a few weeks ago, basically, that caused me to do some research. I said, you know what? I'm going to look this up and I'm going to see if there's such a thing as spiritual abuse by that title. I knew that there was different um, spiritual abuses that have happened. You know, there's been controversy, there's been scandals in prominent denominations, in well-known denominations of various types of abuse. There's been cults that have risen up um the Jim Jones one was very well known, and the devastation that it caused was very well known you know, but um just in modern terms, I wanted to see if the if I plugged in spiritual abuse as a topic, what would come up so um i i I did I plugged that in, and I uh, saw several several articles. I was glad to see um, that there was some material out there, um, and particularly I pulled several articles from CBN, Christian um, Broadcasting Network. Um, They had several articles, and then they also had, um, let's see, yeah, an article by someone named Mike, lauer f e h l a u e r so I'm going to read from several of these articles I'm going to also talk about some first hand knowledge that i have of the couple that i mentioned to you all in the first show and then some personal knowledge um, personal experiences um of my own So, um, let's see, if we recap a little bit from last week, um, I talked about the reason for doing this in the first place was because of some things that I myself had walked through um, from information that others have shared with me, and that triggered my curiosity, okay? The couple that I was telling you all about had been in a very um, difficult on-and-off sort of relationship with a particular ministry for at least uh, 10 years, at least 10 years. And um, I don't think I made it clear that that couple do not see themselves as victims even though they experience spiritual abuse. Um, They do not see themselves as victims. And so I wanted to point that out too, that if you are wondering, you know, about a situation that you may be in, in connection to a church, that I recommend that you seek the Lord and that you pray. Um first of all did the Lord lead you to that church, to that ministry? Um if he did, then I would say that you are there to bring about change. Okay? You're there to bring about change. And so it may be difficult. But if you're there by the leading of the Lord, then He has equipped you to um, deal with the, the, you know, the difficulties and the things that may arise. Okay? Um, if you just happen to sh- show up there and you don't necessarily think that you were led there or maybe things have changed um, in the leadership since you came or because of the things that are happening in society, uh, things are starting to really stand out to you differently, then you should also pray and ask the Lord, do you still want me here? Do you still have work for me to do? Or is it time for you to bounce? Is it time for you to get out? (laughs) Okay. So um, let's just go back to the article that was telling us about being aware of spiritual abuse. And I'm going to pick up on page two. And just share some of that um, article with you. This article is by Craig Von Busick, and it's it's also uh, on cbn.com. Craig Von Busick, Okay, I looked at this earlier today, and I and it just continued to resonate with me. And it says this: in this case, as it is in controlling churches today. Okay, so he's referencing. Being in a controlling church. Whenever I hear that word controlling, it makes me think of a church that is being dominated by and controlled by a Jezebel spirit, a witchcraft spirit. Okay? Because any ministry that is of God is not going to be controlling. Okay? The pastor is not going to micromanage the leaders um lead them yes organize them yes but micromanage them and control them in such a way that that the people lack confidence in their own abilities because they're afraid of that pastor's response that's a controlling church that's more of a witchcraft spirit and that is one of the very notable characteristics of a Jezebel spirit, okay? So the article says, as it is in controlling churches today, the people were burdened with rules and regulations that needed to be performed to gain the acceptance of the religious leaders and that day, the Pharisees. So he's comparing the Pharisees of old and ancient times with religious leaders today that use the same methodology. Intimidate, control, lord over the people, okay? Was wrong then, and it's wrong now. And it's it's something that does not please the Lord. Okay. He goes on to say, "Today is the manipulative spiritual leader. Um, there's he's saying that today there's the you have to deal with the manipulative spiritual leader." Thank you, Lord. The echo, the echo left. I hope that means that I'm still live, though.
0: <laughs>
2: We're getting ready to come up on a break, so. If you don't have your beverage, get you something cool, okay? It's been hot, oh my goodness, it's been in the high 80s and even um up into the 90s where I'm at. So get you something cool and meet me here after the break, all right? And we'll continue this.
1: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness. To create soldiers for the army of the Lord And to impact our communities We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland If you would like more information You may email us at ETSministriesInc at gmail.com Or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland 20602 If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email, ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect. To find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me.
0: Thank God.
2: people. On the break, I ran and grabbed me an Italian icy, um, I don't, it's not really a popsicle because it's, you know, it's in a, it's in a plastic sleeve, but my goodness, this is good. (laughs) I've been eating those quite a bit the last couple of days, just trying to stay cool. And I've been having lemonade also, lemonade with my stevia, so that I don't overdo the sweets. But anyway, I hope you've got your beverage, something to keep you cool as you follow along with me. Back to the article, and I'm going to pick up where he says, Many Christians today find themselves bearing the heavy load of the religious baggage in an abusive system, the sheep, if you will, the Christians, end up being the ones who bear the heavy load and the religious baggage when you are involved with or part of an abusive system, an abusive spiritual system, okay? He says, around the world, hurting churchgoers struggle to earn the favor. It's like many times there's a, an unspoken and sometimes spoken rule that you are there to please the leadership. That you are there to lift up and honor and please and serve the leadership. Okay, or that pastor and therefore you end up feeling like you're you're trying to earn the favor and approval of that leader and this article he says a modern day Pharisee and uh, that is something that has um been a pet peeve of mine that has bothered me um, ever since the lord called me into ministry you know i i've grew up in in denominations where pastors anniversaries and pastors appreciation services were made to be a huge thing you know where they would the the departments the actual departments within the church would compete if you will to see who could raise the most money to go towards that event so that they could give money and gifts and things to to that pastor and that pastor's wife. And it became very clear over the years that doing that was uh, like a badge of honor, you know, that you would get recognized and they would, you know, call out your name and how much you gave. And, you know, of course, the pastor would just love it if you were one of the organizations that gave the most. And it just began to bother me. And the Lord. Begin to impress upon me and Chris's hearts that um, leaders, leaders, whether you're a pastor, whether you're an apostle, whether you're a prophet, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an evangelist, um, we are called to serve. Our job is to serve. There is nothing wrong with showing appreciation because the Bible does say that you know, um, the um, laborer is worthy of his hire and forced to give honor to where honor is due. But I just began to discourage those types of practices, and I felt like if, um, if a member wants to do that, it should be done just like the scriptures say in secret, you know, just do something from your heart. If the church itself does decide to get together to do something, You know, there's a way to do that where it's not um, basically building that leader's kingdom and putting them up on a pedestal, okay? Because that often is what causes many of them to end up being pharisaic, 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 because they get lifted up and and lifted up in pride and ego, okay? Okay. Um, I've found that with trolling spirits, that many times that that develops because that leader themselves have not been delivered of issues in their own life. They stepped out in ministry before they were qualified. God may have called them to the ministry, but they didn't allow Him to qualify them, and they stepped out and they had their own insecurities and their own spiritual bondage, and therefore they rule. And lead that way. They are threatened by any minor um, disturbance, by any questioning of how they do or what they do. They're very insecure. Okay. So the article goes back to the article. It says, um, herding churchgoers struggle to earn the favor and approval of a modern-day Pharisee, all the while thinking they are earning the favor of God. So the 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 saints and the sheep end up thinking that if they do more to please the pastor, that that is in fact pleasing God, because many times that's how they're being taught. Okay, is that the pastor becomes the middleman? between them and the Lord. It becomes a duplication of the Catholic system where the priest is still the go-between, where the person still has to go to the pastor for confession, has to go to the pastor for um, direction and and permission to do basic everything day things in life where women end up going to the pastor for advice that they should be getting and gleaning from their husbands. Um, Things just end up being out of order, okay? This article says, the good news is that if you are in Christ, if you are actually a believer, if you are in Christ, um, you already have God's favor. And no amount of work for a spiritually abusive pastor will give you more acceptance than you already have. You know, with God, He he basically says that you're bought with a price. You know, if you accepted the atonement of uh, the blood of Christ, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died on the cross and He rose from the dead, then that means you've accepted the atonement of His blood, and you have favor because of that with God. You've been born again. You've been made a new creature. You already have favor with God because of that. You've been engrafted into the body of Christ. You've become a son or a daughter instead of um, an illegitimate child as the, bastard descri- the, the Bible describes a bastard. The Bible actually used that terminology and says that when we were alienated from God, we were considered bastards, okay, and not sons. Jesus recognized the burden that was being placed on sincere believers. This is coming from the article again. In his time, in his day, sincere believers who just wanted to do what was right. When I read that, it resonated so much with me because I remember in my own situation, in me and Chris's own situation, being involved with the ministry where the pastor was so wishy-washy, was so emotional, was very insecure, and everybody was scrutinized not just me but everybody was scrutinized and you would get the evil eye and the evil look if you did or said something that uh, didn't please, didn't please this pastor even though it may be biblical and may be scriptural that didn't matter it depended upon this person's mood okay and i just remember one time crying And trying to have a conversation with this person and telling them, you know what? I don't have to do anything extra because they were asking me to do things. And then when I would do them, then they would fuss me out for doing them because I didn't do it exactly the way that they would do it or because it actually worked. It actually got a good response. You know, people were blessed by it. So then they wouldn't like that. And I just remember crying one time and saying, you know. I don't have to do anything extra. I can just come here and I can just sit here and I can just listen and glean what I can, you know, and be prayerful. I just, because, because nothing I do is right with you. And I said, I just want to please the Lord. I just want to please the Lord. That's all I want. And you're making me feel like I I can't do that. like and 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 these were not issues of sin being in my life it was not because i was wanting to live in sin or do sinful things chris and i were faithful we were loyal we were dedicated we uh, to the work um whatever they needed us to do we would do but it was just so hard pleasing and we weren't even trying to please I guess in some ways, maybe, but, you know, because some of that does go along with you serving another leader. But our goal was to please the Lord, but we were constantly being forced to choose. You please me. You don't please the Lord because I tell you how to please the Lord, okay? So when he wrote this, they were believers who just wanted to do what was right. That is probably many of your hearts. Okay. And you may be in a situation where you just have to keep on working and working and where and if you do say no or if you do if you don't volunteer for this, if you don't volunteer for then you're made to feel guilty. Uh Uh-oh. I think I just heard
1: some music. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like amazon.com. A black nurse) <laughs>
2: All right, people. Tonight, I am talking about spiritual abuse. Um, abuse where you are involved with a ministry or a church, you're under spiritual leadership that is controlling, intimidating, manipulating, okay? That is using you to advance their own agenda, to advance and to help them build their kingdom, not the kingdom of the Lord, and where they neglect to care for you as the sheep, as a sheep, as one of the Lord's precious ones, because that is the job of a servant of the Lord okay if they've been called to leadership and to have spiritual authority over you then that comes with the responsibility of loving you of nurturing you of correcting you when correction is due but um doing it in a godly way and not in a manipulative controlling um, abusive way. So, um, back to this article. I'm reading an article called Beware of Spiritual Abuse. And it's written by Craig Von Dusik. This I found this on CBN.com. And he goes on to describe how Jesus saw those believers that were being abused in this way. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd even though they were involved in the religious rituals in the temple and the synagogue many of you may be actually involved with your church okay you may be on different boards or you may be in different auxiliaries hospitality or or um the women's department or whatever you know some some sunday school or whatever but you know you're involved but you could be feeling like you're just not getting what you need um i had I had a particular uh i remember one lady who um, was telling me that she had been over the youth ministry for years years, very talented, very um, capable, very educated um, person over the youth ministry for years. But when they got involved with our prayer group, they confessed that they, you know, didn't feel like they were being fed, that they themselves were being built up and nourished, and that the other gifts that they had, the spiritual gifts like, um, you know, um, the word of knowledge and prophetic utterances and um the Word of Wisdom and um, just some of the other giftings that they used to operate in, that God used to use them for, had gone dormant, had become dormant, and that they they just didn't feel like, um, you know, they were being cared for. Well, I can relate. I can relate. People because you can sit in some of these ministries and you can literally die. You can die. You can become spiritually dead and spiritually dull and get to the point where you yourself do not even hear, but you can go through the motions. You can be going through the motions. I remember not too long ago a pastor came out, and I forget his name, and he publicly announced to his church and and then it ended up in the news and everything that he felt so far from God that he just wanted to quit the ministry because he felt so far from God. That's what happens when people go through the motions and they do things religiously instead of relationally and instead of intimately, okay. So let me skip down a little bit in this article, um, and see. let's go down a couple paragraphs. It says here, not having a shepherd didn't mean that the people lacked for those who told them what to do. So Jesus saw these believers as though they didn't have a shepherd, okay? Um, But the author is clarifying and saying it didn't mean that there weren't people telling them what to do. So, you might be in a situation where you have a pastor telling you what to do, or other spiritual leaders that work with him telling you what to do, but that doesn't mean that they are shepherding you. That does not mean that they are being pastors according to the Word of God. He goes on to say, there were plenty of Pharisees that were willing to do that. There's plenty of those types of leaders that will tell you what to do will preach messages. Many times they won't even preach messages that are geared towards building you up, challenging you, causing you to grow, encouraging you. They will often preach messages that will either just beat you down and whip you, whip you, whip you, you, or work you up into the state of mind of continuing to build their kingdom. You know? continuing to build their kingdom. Well, that is not what a shepherd is supposed to do, okay? He goes on to say, It meant they had no one to lead them to spiritual green pastures. This is what Jesus was saying, is that there was a lot of Pharisees that were lording over them, and telling them what to do, and putting them through religious rituals, but they had no one to lead them to spiritual green pastures. A shepherd doesn't drive his sheep as a cattleman drive their cattle. A sheep is very different than cattle. So a shepherd is not supposed to be cracking the whip and driving the sheep a shepherd leads his sheep to a safe place where food is plentiful and where they can find rest okay that stood out to me also because in this particular situation that this couple was in that i mentioned these um these um, members and they were members of this ministry Uh, You were not, uh, they were not allowed to ask questions. They had to ask permission to ask questions. And then uh, they could be and were attacked for asking questions. It was like, um, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. So basically, if you don't like it, you know, get yourself together. We don't do that or act that way, or uh, you know, it was all about control, control. But yet, they would crack the whip if you weren't doing enough or giving enough money. Okay, if you know, you would get literally fussed out over the pulpit if you weren't giving enough money, though. But you better not ask about the expenses or the finances okay who's managing the money there was no quarterly or annual meetings that ever talked about where the money was going there was there was no accountability on their part they were above accountability you were just supposed to Uh, According to this couple, just submit and do what we say, and when we say jump, you jump. When we say jump, you say how high, okay? And if you were not willing to do that, then you were of the devil, okay? You were of the devil because you weren't bowing down and worshiping that pastor or that pastor's appointed leaders, okay? Let's see, um, man. Time goes by so fast. I have another paragraph highlighted here. Um, yeah, this is good scripture reference. It's from Ezekiel thirty-four five, and I want to read this. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds. This is talking about to the pastors, to the leaders, to the ones that were responsible for caring for the sheep, caring for God's people. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? question mark. You eat the fat and clothe yourself with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. So they were receiving the benefit of the sacrifices and the offerings, and they were taking the best meat and eating, you know, the, the fat that, um, that Made the meat flavorable, and they were able to make their clothes off the wool of the slaughter of the sheep, and so basically they were benefiting from being priest, from being in leadership. They were being fattened and taken care of. But the accusation here, the accusation here is that you do not feed the flock. See, and last week or the 24th February uh, May 24th I gave an example of a young lady who was serving in her church if this so will happen her name was Diane too she was serving in her church and she was involved in a uh, some sort of an event a missions event or a youth event or something serving and working in the church and she got hurt and she got injured during this event and Um, She was traumatized in the hospital, having to deal with the loss of a limb Um, because of the injury. She ended up losing one of her limbs, and um, instead of the pastor coming in there and showing concern about that, and his leaders coming in and showing concern about that, the pastor came in and bust her out and told her it was her responsibility to make her mother stop complaining about his lack of compassion for her and his living large and him buying a brand-new sports car so that he can ride around and look good. Okay? This is exactly what's being described here in Ezekiel. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. Again? Is that a mistake?
1: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Abuse.
1: This is the TogiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Trisha will dig deep into the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com.
0: Thank God I am free. I am free.
1: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TuggyNet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right,
2: people. I'm sorry about that. I didn't see my cues. Um... I'm having some technical issues, and I had to do this with my phone instead of my laptop, and uh, I just missed it. I just didn't see my cues, so I kind of left you hanging. (laughs) I was reading from Ezekiel. I was reading from Ezekiel uh, 34, 2 through 5, and it was describing how spiritual leaders that are abusive use their position to benefit themselves not you not the sheep okay and so let me go back to the article so that i um, you know maximize my time here it goes on to say the weak. this is talking about the priest the leaders back in ezekiel's day the weak you have not strengthened Many of these leaders will have people in their congregation who never grow. They never grow. They just become stagnant and they die. Or they just are um, stunted. They're just stunted. They never grow spiritually, okay? You have not strengthened nor have you healed those who are sick. Many of these ministries, they don't even minister to the sick, They don't even have an altar call and ask if there's anybody sick. Does anybody need prayer that needs to be healed? Um, This scripture says, Nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken. Okay? If you come in there broken, they fuss you out and basically tell you, You better learn to act religious. You better learn to behave yourself. You better learn to act religious because if you don't, you're in trouble, okay? We don't want to deal with you. Um, you 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 don't fit in here unless you can behave, and their job is to help bind up the broken, okay? Jesus said he came to bind up the brokenhearted, okay? He came to heal the sick. He's he came to set captives free, and so this In this passage, God is rebuking these shepherds and these leaders of Israel and saying, Nor did you bring back what was driven away, nor did you seek what was lost, it says, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty, with force and cruelty, you have ruled, you have ruled over them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. I'm feeling the indignation of the Lord concerning this because I've experienced some of this myself, even as a, as a girl, even as a girl in church. Okay. And then And then after becoming an adult, I've experienced some of these things. And these things are so offensive to God, and therefore they are offensive to me. Okay? If you recognize some of these symptoms, if you recognize some of these characteristics, then you need to seriously be praying and asking God to give you the courage to either confront the situation, bring about change, you be the catalyst. You be the one who brings about change, and you will face persecution, okay? Or leave. Lord, is it time to bounce? You know, maybe you've been one of those who have tried. God did send you there to be a light. He did send you there to bring about change, and you were just abused, 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 abused. In one of the articles that I, um, well, I did, I don't think I shared that last week. I was watching some videos of some of, some stories, some stories of some serious, oh my goodness, I thought some of the things that I have been told or that I have walked through was bad enough. But in some of these, one story in particular, there was a mother and a daughter who um, were, were Christians, who had accepted the Lord. And somehow, got involved with this very um, demonic, spiritually abusive church and pastor. And this pastor tried to control everything about them. I mean, he by the time he was done playing with their emotions and playing with their mind and playing with their spiritual um, um, spirituality. He had told them that they needed to move, they needed to move to a certain area so that they could be closer to his church so that he could keep an eye on them. He was controlling their finances. They were like, um, I don't remember if they actually had given him power over their checkbooks or how he ended up controlling their finances, but he ended up controlling their finances. Um, When they even hinted at or voiced any opposition or concern about this, then he would verbally attack them and verbally abuse them and tell them that God was not going to be pleased with them, if they left his church, that the blessings of God were not going to be upon them. Um, I mean, he ended up even uh, physically abusing the daughter, if I'm not mistaken, like broke her arm um, because he physically accosted her. And um, she said that he ended up even sexually abusing her, because these are extreme levels where they'll basically say, you know, that it's according to the word somehow and twist the scriptures somehow and say that, you know, you're doing a service to God by pleasing me, by taking care of my needs. So these are, that's some really extreme, extreme situations. And thank God, thank God, the Lord put... Um, a, a senior lady, an elderly woman, and her husband in their path. This is why it's so important for us to listen to the voice of the Lord and to obey the Lord um, and to follow His leading. This lady um, went to the cafe, the restaurant where they both worked. This mother and daughter both work for the same cafe, and she would go there, and the Lord would just begin to deal with her about them and tell her that something was wrong and show her in dreams and visions what was going on in their lives and she finally one day just asked the mother she said you know this is what the lord has showed me concerning you and your daughter and i just need to know if it's true and the mother was shocked her mouth flew open and she was like well hold on let me get my daughter and she went and got her daughter and they basically sat down and they they told her yes this is true this is what's been going on and and we've wondered about it and we've wanted to leave and but but he told us if we did you know we're going to go to hell and and so you talk about abusive you talk about manipulative you talk about um establishing his own kingdom well, thankfully, this woman and her husband were able to tell them that this was not of God and and help them get out of that situation. They had people in their church that truly loved the people of God and helped them get out of that situation. Okay? So, I know I'm going to end up running out of time um, Here, So I'm not going to, let's see, there's still like one, two, yeah, at least two more pages to this article. And I didn't want to leave you without hope in that story. God sent a vessel, a true minister, a true servant to reach out to that mother and that daughter and show them some love and they were able to get free from that bondage. Now, typically a person cannot, you don't find yourself in those kinds of situations usually unless you yourself are already wounded. The Jezebel spirit preys on those that are already wounded, those that are already injured in some way, okay? They prey on people like that. So that's also something to consider. You know that's why we have our books, and I share my own personal story about overcoming sexual abuse, about the um, abuse that I suffered as a as a girl, um, physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually. Um, me and my um, siblings, and how we ended up in foster care, and. You know, I would be uh, considered a perfect target if, 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 if God hadn't have gotten a hold of me like He did with this mother and this daughter. I would be the perfect target, but in in my experience, God would send Chris and I into those situations for us to be the light. Okay, and the couple that I was telling you about, they also considered themselves vessels, not victims, for them to be the light. And so um, whenever they spoke up or whenever I spoke up, I did face serious persecution, but it was necessary for the work. And those people and those leaders will not be able to say that God didn't send them somebody to warn them to try to help steer them correctly, to try to help cause them to repent, okay? In the mother and daughter situation, they ended up um, getting out of that situation. They grew in the Lord. They actually began to grow in their understanding and in the things of the Lord. And then the daughter actually ended up being blessed to get married and to have a wonderful husband that um, served in ministry with them, and they now tell their stories, you know, so God can bring um, restoration and healing out of brokenness, okay? Sometimes you just need somebody to be the vessel. And if they don't receive you, then you shake the dust from your feet. Until then, you stay there and you breathe the change. That's all I can get in tonight, you guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back. Lord willing. All right. Bye-bye.